0: Welcome to Stiefel's Sightlines Podcast, focusing each week on a topic or two important to investors. Well, greetings and welcome to the Sightlines Podcast. This is Michael O'Keefe, Stiefel's Chief Investment Officer. You know, last in the last episode, we jumped into the idea of finding balance, uh, then with a focus on the midterm elections. And what I want to do is sort of uh, review that, but then extend the discussion About finding balance into other areas. So, you know, we're uh, increasingly of the view that we're going to start to see things settle down a little bit, uh, probably collectively feel some relief, maybe see some recovery in market performance. And it really is driven by some things resolving in the coming months as we see it. So uh, let's jump in. Now, just to take a step back and and review what we uh, talked about in the last episode, midterms are always a time uh, when people are a little bit spooked about uncertainty. And so is, you can almost think of it as wherever we end up, right, the, we have more clarity in the wake of the uh, of the election. And, you know, different people have different preferences and views, but just the idea that we're past it, we have a sense for where things land and then how the government will seek to govern from there uh, it ends up being helpful. And and as we discussed in that last episode, basically the polls are indicating that the Republicans could well take the House, um, and really what's in focus for voters is, of course, inflation, uh, the worries about the economy, things like immigration and crime, and uh, just given some of the patterns we've seen, that uh, those topics kind of cause people to lean towards or, or float towards Republicans in certain uh, uh, specific elections. And so anyway, long story short, there's uh, an expectation of that. And by the way, uh, it's typical for the minority party to gain seats in the midterm. So I think the average longer term is about 27 seats uh, in the House. And so it won't be a surprise if we see Republicans at least get the House, uh, take the House and get majority control there. Um, And it's possible that they'll also take the Senate Now, of course, that means we're in a divided government. That means that there will be just focus more on the kind of the the required or necessary points of legislation like budgets and things like that. And then a very narrow list, we think, of uh, topics that uh, have some potential for bipartisan uh, uh, support. So, again, we'll see how that unfolds. Anyway, that's a summary on the elections, but let's move on to other topics. So the next is really inflation And so, you know, we've talked a lot about the inflation over the last year plus. And the bottom line is it's been elevated and sustained at those elevated levels for a while. And, you know, when we dig into the data, basically we uh, all looked at things like the supply chain being um, disrupted by the pandemic and then the reopening. And so there's all kinds of measures that people are watching, Uh, one being the global supply chain pressure index. Um, and to give you a sense, it peaked in December of 21 at 4.3. That level is down to a, a little over one. And um, and I think it's when it gets to zero that it's back to uh, sort of pre-pandemic levels. So think of it as not quite all the way back, but really f- far along in terms of uh, that. And, and then there's other data, a, a sort of survey data and things that we're seeing that supply chain pressures are easing. When we also look at um, underlying prices, so take something like um, real-time rents, uh, you know, rent has been a, a sticky point of inflation, um, and we're just seeing little glimpses potentially of that data, uh, that that issue, that pressure slowing down a little bit. So anyway, we do expect, long story short, over the next year, so think into 2023 and for maybe for the full year, uh, that uh, inflation will fall from its current levels in a meaningful way. Now, that influences Fed policy. So the next topic around finding balance is Fed policy. And the Fed's always very interesting because they have almost, you know, I think what is pretty much a coordinated uh, messaging strategy. And for a while, um, essentially, the message has been, we're going to keep hiking rates until inflation calms down, and we're not going to stop. And we might have to experience some economic pain. And that really sort of spooked investors, uh, caused the market to trade down, and it was really in the wake of the Jackson Hole uh, conference that that sort of messaging plan kind of came out and all the officials were kind of singing from a similar script in any event uh, that's actually shifted so as of a kind of a couple weeks ago i think it started with a, a speech uh, by vice chair lale brainard who essentially said well you know maybe we will do another hike in November and then maybe a smaller hike in December and then we really should pause and wait for all this to take effect. And and at first people thought, well, that was maybe a one-off speech and, and she was going off script, but then we've seen a number of other speeches, uh, even some folks that have been known to be hawks kind of mentioning this idea uh, of sort of a pause and watch strategy. So, long story short, what we think is we'll see some uh, settling down if you will find balance as it relates to Fed policy, a little bit more certainty uh, as we get into t- uh, early 2023. Now, the Fed policy of course has people spooked about recession. And we've had two uh, we've had a technical recession in the first half of the year with the first two quarters experiencing negative growth. Uh, I'll probably get into it next week, but we just had third quarter uh, uh, initial estimate out, and it's it's a positive growth rate, and we'll talk about that next week. But just to stay on the idea of whether we're in a recession or headed into a recession, it's the National Bureau of Economic Research that everybody kind of watches, uh, and this is a bipartisan group that basically is just trying to figure out what's going on with the economy, and it's typical and sort of tradition for people to say okay we're going to d- depend on the nber as the official determining uh, whether we're in a recession and when we dig into sort of their practices basically they care a lot about how consumers are doing and remember consumers represent about two-thirds or so of gdp so they're focused on real personal income non-farm payroll employment consumer spending and also business industrial production and and a lot of those numbers have been positive. Um, uh, and so long story short, we think that NBER is not yet close to sort of formally announcing a recession, and this, again, this third quarter print uh, h- helps with that too. Uh, but I think what's going to happen is, is that we'll see the Fed slow down its policy. We have to wait for you know their policy decisions this year to kind of take effect. There's a lag there and then watch sort of how the economy holds up. But I think the general sense is we're either going to have a a barely a soft landing or a a shallow recession, which is better than people have been uh, anticipating as a risk. And so that will give us a sense of things uh, settling down, finding some balance around the issue, and that's helpful. Now, next up I have is earnings growth. Um, Basically, earnings growth is, uh, you know, with this kind of, Orchestrated slowdown by the Fed, you can almost expect, you know, companies to have to s- slow uh, business slows. Maybe costs go up. Maybe, let's say debt things like that. Um, and uh, and then people stop spending money on different things. Um, you know, they're kind of with inflation, they're spending money on more uh, necessary goods and services uh, rather than discretionary items. Anyway, long story short, there's been some pressure. We've seen the positive growth. Rate expected for 2022 on stocks. And I, again, we focus on the SP 500 as sort of an anchor index. Uh, essentially, the anticipated growth rate really has fallen a bit for 2022, but it's still positive. It's still meaningfully positive. Now, when we look out to 2023, interestingly, there's been a drop. Uh, and it's, you know, the numbers are the, the kind of consensus growth rate when we look a number of months back, probably to the beginning of the year. Uh, The growth rate for 2023 was expected to be 9.9%, so almost 10%. That's fallen. It's down to 7.1, but that's still a pretty good number. And so uh, what's super interesting about that to me is, you know, in recessions, we typically see uh, earnings decline. So the fact that the market and, and analysts kind of together in a consensus buildup sense are expecting positive growth, that's another data point or signal that, hey, maybe we're either gonna have a soft landing or uh, just a shallow recession. Now, earnings, of course, are really important, and uh, they're important to uh, equity investors. I will say this idea of this shift to some uh, sense of things, you know, uh, us getting more clarity and things uh, coming more into balance. So we mentioned the elections, inflation, Fed policy, uh, the economy slash recession potential, And earnings growth, all of those things, if they're settling down and we're finding balance, the market is going to tend to like that because the market's been volatile and traded down out of worries and fear about all that. And in fact, since the recent 2022 lows, the equity markets have recovered a little over 7% as I record this. Uh, and we've seen interest rates, for example, the 10-year Treasury fall a little bit, which is helpful to bond market values. So we've seen a little bit of market recovery. And we think if we see more f- a balance found, if you will, finding balance more, uh, we're going to see a bit more relief. And, you know, maybe it'll be sort of positioned and explained as a relief rally, but that's okay. It's, it's basically people have been spooked. And we're expecting to find sort of a stable floor and then uh, you know, sort of continue our march in terms of, you know volatile but 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 overall sort of growing markets uh, through time, especially over the longer term now, with all this said and, and of course, people know me to be looking and trying to analyze and be balanced and hopefully uh, optimistic and hopefully balanced i'm I'm always looking and sort of challenging some of the negative reporting and analysis uh, and so you know this idea of finding balance is a positive topic, but i I do want to acknowledge and point out that one of the things that's out there, and it's out there almost in a physical sense, is around the world are geopolitical risks. So, of course, we have the Russia-Ukraine war and people worried about whether Vladimir Putin will get even more aggressive. We have things like China finishing its Congress recently, more clarity on their policy and their strategy shifts maybe a little bit more aggressive and does that sort of carry over into things like territory, uh, conflicts like what's going on with and in Taiwan, Hong Kong, or even the South China Sea. Then finally, you know, take something like um, uh, UK leadership. There's been shifts and changes there. Um, And um, and so, you know, just think of it as these things are out there and they're going to sort of cause us to be a little nervous here or there and if any one big event happens, that, that's going to be in focus for investors and it will drive market volatility for sure. But again, I think just generally speaking, we're in a, a, a view that we're going to kind of come into a period here as we enter uh, towards the um, end of 22 and, in, and then enter 2023 of, of just incrementally a little more balance or stability. So that is what I wanted to cover uh, in this episode. Thank you very much uh, for, for hanging a little longer than usual. My apologies for that. And uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks so much. Thanks again for listening to Stiefel's Sightlines. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to automatically receive each week's podcast in your feed.